welcome everyone into the assembly, the gathering. And uh, <coughs> takes a while, really. Obviously, we can bring our bodies here, but to get the heart and mind to distill from the many, many things we've been involved with, the resonances, the ripples, the memories, the moods, the uncomplete business, all that uh, ripple. And we're just gathering a pool where that ripple can be allowed to wash through and steady and settle. Yeah. And this is not a a small process. It's a process that we use our bodies, our breath, our heart, our voice, and each other for a sense of collectedness, uh, togetherness. Uh, mm. These are all have a heart tone to them. Tone of uh, uh, this heart tone. Mm. Buddhist word is is sadha. Uh, uh, so it tra- roughly translated as faith or. Uh, so it has different different um, tones to it, and uh, first is a kind of tentative quality of, well, we'll try, and then comes more ripened into, yeah, I really feel, you know, more commitment, and it becomes confidence. But the the single theme that runs through it is is aspiration, mm. and so sadhar is the it's faith, but it's also it's not just the belief in something, it's a particular heart potency is that we have this potential to aspire. Mm. What we aspire to is a second secondary topic, but this is the nature of humans. Mm. Unlike other creatures who have strong motivations, obviously, and strengths and intelligence, particular quality of humans is human heart is it can aspire and uh, perhaps I don't need to explain that word mm-hmm. the feeling you know there's an energy there certain resonance brightening vigor strength opening mm-hmm. this is a uh, wonderful uh, precious gift that we have mm-hmm. And we need to uh, treasure and protect that. Because one of the uh, great tragedies for human beings is this quality gets placed onto objects that are not worthy of it. It comes a desire for things that we can never really achieve. The one thing we can achieve <laughs> I- is awakening. Mm. In many ways, you know, happiness in this world is, you know, to a degree possible, but um, pleasure, no. Some, but not all of it. Mm. Um, you know, we look at what we're with. with uh, 
in the political, social, economic uh, forces, which are deeply disappointing at times. Uh, do we need to, you know, collect our hearts to something which will give it strength and, and not uh, and innate, actually? This is sadha, aspiration. Mm. One thing we can aspire to is in the pure heart itself. The quality of sadha is a sense of the heart finding a foundation and being able to open without fear, without uh, uh, grasping. And heart is something, um, it's an aspect or one of the most accessible aspects of what we call citta, which can also be translated as awareness or mind or even spirit. Um, uh, and this, this quality, and this is a quality that can be purified, uh, strengthened, uh, be a tremendous resource for us, take us through difficult times and opens and liberates and releases itself in the process called awakening or enlightenment. Mm. So this is the the thing. Heart needs uh, to feel safe, so we bring a heart into this body. The job of this body is to stand as the protector. You know, we can feel this form, and we, we train our bodies to be steady, open, and complete, you know, from the top of the head down to the soles of the feet heart can feel the presence of that. We will never, my mindfulness of body is so important, it creates a kind of a, te- a, a ground that we can feel is there for us. Without this, what do we have? Thought, uh, sensation, sounds that come and go, and ideas that come and go. Sense this dynamic living, breathing body gives it a, re- a location. Heart finds a, a location and an encouragement to open. You know, and how do we open heart? Well, chanting is one way. Because you know, you're chanting, you're chanting, you have to open your body and you open your voice in a particular way that's not really about making statements. It's about bringing forth tones, uh, heart tones. And here with the chanting here is steady. It's a um, certain calming, steady, brightening quality. <coughs> this encourages heart to open and to be present because uh, Heart is not really an object, it's a subject, a subject 
It's just not something we can see exactly or detect. It's something we can be. And so we cultivate being heartful. And then we can use these forms as uh, relational experiences. So relating to Buddha, the awakening, the both the person themselves to what they stood for, um, their conduct, their peacefulness, their integrity. So we can awake, we form relationship with Dhamma, we resonate with uh, the qualities of the Dhamma, its immediacy, its uh, um, timelessness, its purity, its integrity, and we awaken to the quality, we relate to the qualities of Sangha. And with these chanting, one of the primary chants is just to um, to bring those to mind. Mm-hmm. So, with the quality of heart, what you relate to um, potentizes. So, if we relate to Buddha, the quality of Buddha, we resonate with it. Is the nature of heart. It's non, non-dualistic. It's what it touches, it begins to take on the quality of what it touches, what it uh, gives itself to, what it uh, resonates with. It takes on the tonal qualities and the imaging qualities and the potencies of what it resonates with. Um, this takes, this is definitely something that, you know, is, is a practice and a training doesn't happen just through saying a few words. It happens through this embodied quality and then recollecting, bringing the mind back and asking, what does this mean? What does integrity mean to me? Where, how do I know that experience? Uh, what does uh, um, you know, truthfulness mean to me? However, how do I feel that experience? These are all, they're not that esoteric uh, but to resonate with them time and time again until the heart begins to acquire those qualities as its primary form this is as I will Probably um, touch into the time to time. This is a wilderness training. <coughs> the Buddha lived in the wilderness. Uh, the disciples trained in the wilderness. Um, wilderness is both uh, uncharted, uh, dangerous, uh, don't know, very asks you to wake up, to take care, to be attentive, to learn. Mm. It's not a place for fools. It's not a place where everything's nicely laid out. You've got to be aware. And yet it's also a place of tremendous vitality, life, uh, nature. Mm. We, We were born, our species arose, in the wilderness. Mm. 
and urbanization has shaped us with profound intelligence as urbanization, but we've often lost many of the intelligences of the wilderness. And it, when we train in meditation, at least in the way I see it, we are in a way tr- wilderness training. Uh, and in one of the primary qualities uh, that go to this very day is, um, you know, uh, the uh, great teachers, uh, many of them are trained and lived in the wilderness because of what it asked of them and because of what they had to put aside and the strength they had to bring forth. One of their primary means of protecting and sustaining themselves is chanting. They'd always spend hours every day just chanting, setting up uh, potencies, um, visualizing. Um, so they feel, you know, well, if my body dies today, at least my heart will be established in a good place. And uh, they, they were not stupid people. Mm. They lived there and they survived there and they realized great truth there. And they took this on as this is, you know, uh, without this, without the arising of the full potency of one's faith, one is going in ill-prepared. The heart is not open, not completed, not strong. We get shaken by fear, doubt, anxiety, uh, and so forth, and then we start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you know, we're still living in the wilderness, really, aren't we? <laughs> So for the freedom from these heart um, afflictions, you know, we bring forth our faith and uh, we cultivate it and we use chanting and uh, the whole puja means praising, honoring, respecting as a way of fully entering into that um, uh, modality. So this morning, <coughs> We'll chant the what your sheets <coughs> the first section. Again, what pages two through eight, and we'll chant this in English. First of all, <coughs> so just some <coughs> coaching notes on chanting. So it's got a you, as you do it, you can feel if you get the sense of your your softness of your belly, just pushing, pushing as it, it pushes, gently steadying, pushing the air from uh, thro- up through your chest, open your throat, drop your shoulders, o- really open your throat. So it's like a open the throat as if it's sighing, yeah? Uh, and then you begin to just gradually operate the the voice box to get the resonances. Resonances significant because they send an energy, subtle energy through the, the, the body, particularly through the chest and head. Um, there's a resonance and the resonance has got a, a bright tone to it. So you want to pick that up on the bodily level and uh, so 
then you use your breath and uh, the way you, you use your breath is you you fill open your chest and fill and you start breathing and the first you know half second or so you don't close your throat you wait till the breath strong breath flow is just coming into its fullness and then you then you operate your voice box around that and as you sense you're getting to the end of your breath you don't keep chanting to the last bit you you sort of um, keep chanting to get into the place where the breath is becoming more weak or completed and then you you stop the sound and breathe in now why when when we're doing this together the great thing is that of course when your individual voice stops then somebody else's is going on so because we have different breath lengths our differences our differences help us to to be together because when I where I stop you go on and so on so together we're much um, we can complete this so in other words don't strain to get to the end of the line and don't hurry to get to the end of the line just take your time respect the length of your your breath and uh, the resonance of your throat and see if you can detect the the qualities of resonance as they happen in your body this in this um, recitation there are two or three tones and you can see them um, uh, here printed on the page to the low tone and then the one that isn't printed is the middle and then there's the higher tone with these particular marks on it so th- there's a slight waving of of um, of sound and as you become more comfortable with it you get subtler qualities of of um, in heart intonation which you will add for yourself in a way mm. particular and then with this you, we, as we go through this what you, um, you know, as you get again as you cultivate it you may notice at the end of it like two or three phrases have just sort of lit up there maybe not all of it but the fundamental quality Buddha awakening uh, dhamma truth order path uh, sangha integrity commitment effort and um, one or two phrases may just have, have kind of resonated and then you you linger with that uh-huh. and you take it in you recollect it you take the meaning that in uh, and that's that's what the chanting offers you today so one phrase two phrase and you you stay with that what's how does that feel for me now so in this way we use our our brains as well to listen pick up and come back you know prick it this is what we can do with our minds is we can take a passing moment catch it and re-establish it time and time again yeah so clearly this is what uh, a lot of our meditation practice is about and this we use this chanting form for a similar purpose it's called recollection you recollect the triple gem you take a particular quality bring it to mind reiterate it get the feeling of it how it's affecting you and let that have its effects <coughs> okay let's start with the offering
He is teacher of gods and humans. He is awake and holy. In this world with its gods, demons and kind spirits, its seekers and sages, celestial and human beings, he has by deep insight revealed the truth. He has pointed out the Dhamma, beautiful in the beginning, beautiful in the middle, beautiful in the end. He has explained the spiritual life of complete purity in its essence and conventions. I chant my praise to the Blessed One, I bow my head to the Blessed One. Chant in praise of the Dhamma. The Dhamma is well expounded by the Blessed One, apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation, leading inwards to be experienced individually by the wise. I chant my praise to this teaching. I bow my head to this truth. No. Chant in praise of the Sangha. They are the Blessed One's disciples who have practiced well, who have practiced directly, who have practiced insightfully, those who practice with integrity, that is, the four pairs the eight kinds of noble beings. These are the Blessed One's disciples. Such ones are worthy of gifts, worthy of hospitality, worthy of offerings, worthy of respect. They give occasion for incomparable goodness to arise in the world. I chant my praise to this Sangha. I bow my head to this Sangha.
morning I'd like to bring forth the ten parami. If you go about halfway through your books, your sheets, you'll find this ten parami. Move into the Pali language. Qualities are written there in English. We are recollecting. Just to give you a little guide on on pronunciation of Pali, which you'll probably pick up just by listening, is uh, essentially the vowels. Um, and uh, you see some have lines on top. When they have a line on top of it, it's a long sound. Ah. Uh, and e, and, when, uh, and if they don't have a line on it, then most of them will be short, such as it, itipi, dana, para, me. So the short a is very short. Um, so just almost like a uh, between two consonants. So the long one is a very different sound. Ah. The o is always long, so it's a very rounded complete and we have to be um, conscious of the fact that often uh, in our speaking we, we, we cut off the ends of words, we slur onto the next. So when you're making an O sound at the end of word really give it some sampano, so, so it's uh, fully uh, completed. And the if we find any E if it occurs, it's also long. Ne. So in the third one, pronunciation, you have ne kamba. And we'll talk about the consonants in due course. But let's uh, see where this one can go. Take us today. <coughs> and the simple meaning is the Blessed One has uh, um, fully completed these uh, three, all these qualities. Yeti pitana parami sampan no so pagawang yeti pitana wupa parami panoso pagawang yeti pitana paramata parami panoso pagawang yeti pisila parami Banano so pagawang yetipisi la wupaparami sampanano so gawang yetipisi la paramataparami banano so pagawang yetipine kamaparami Banano so pagawang yetipine kamawapaparami. 
ปนโนโสบังกวังเยติปิเนกามปารมัตตปารมีบโนโสบังกวังเยติปิปัญญาวปารมีบโนโสบังกวังเยติปิปัญญาวปารมีบันโอสอปังวังเอติปิบัญญาบารมตตบารมีบันโอสอปังวังเอติปิบิริยปารมีบันโอสอปังวังเอติปิบิริยวปปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิบิริยปารมัตตปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิกันติปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิกันติยุปปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิกันติปารมัตตปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิสัจจปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิสัจจวัปปารมีบันโนโสปังวังเอติปิสัจจปารมัตตปารมีโสปังวังเอติปิยติทานปารมีสัมปันโนโสปังวังติปิยติทานวุปปารมีสัมปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิยติทานรมาตบารมีสัมปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิเมตารมีสัมปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิเมตวุปปารมีปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิเมตาปารมาตรมีสัมปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิยุเปกปารมีปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิยุเปกปารมสัมปันโนโสปังวังเอติปิยุเปกปารตบารมีสัมปันโนโสปังวัติ Mm-hmm. <clears throat>